Hello there. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, this is the bass line from Living on a Prayer. Okay. I don't think we have the rights to use that. We may have to edit that part out. <laughs> I think if you're impersonating, it's okay. I think so, too. I probably, I was probably in a different key as well. <sighs> yeah, knowing you, it was probably in the wrong key, and you're Great. a little bit pitchy. Thanks. Just sorry. Anyway, yeah. uh, this is Doable Discipleship, if you can't tell. Uh, it's Doug Jones here, and this is Jason, Jason. Wheeland. Yeah. Welcome back, my friend. It's been Thanks. a little while. Glad to have you back. It's, I think it's been two weeks. <laughs> if I'm thinking about the episodes in order of which we felt, I think it's been two weeks. Yes, yeah. very good. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the show we have planned for today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to be having a pretty nice time today talking about the soul, as we've been doing for the last couple weeks now. Yeah. You and I talked a couple weeks ago about what the soul is. That was a great episode. I thought so. Uh, it was a lot of fun and very interesting because the Bible contains some really interesting verbiage about the soul, and there are a lot of differing perspectives on that. So it's fun to kind of play with that topic a little bit. It's just a little fa- mysterious. Fascinating topic. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Anyway, again, if you haven't listened to that episode, you should go back and listen to that. Listen to last week's episode as, week's episode as well. Uh, we had a great interview. Uh, today, we're going to be interviewing someone who is super stoked for this one. Just look, everybody, you don't realize what you're about to get. Uh, we're going to be talking with a lady named Carolyn Baker, and she is this tiny little petite lady who's celebrating a birthday today. It is her birthday today as the day we're filming it, yeah. and uh, which we didn't know when we scheduled this, and, yeah. and she shared that with us a little bit ago, and we were super excited to get to spend uh, some time with her today. Yeah, what a fun... What a fun way to spend your birthday on our show. Hey! <laughs> I, I would want to do it. I know. Anyway, uh, this is a lady who is an absolute prayer monster. Yes, she. And we are going to get into that someday. And yeah, you're going to be blown away by this. Yeah. She's a lady that you probably have never heard of. Uh, if you're on staff at Saddleback, you you may know Carolyn, um, but if you're not, there's a good chance you don't know who she is. Uh, but there's a really good chance that your life has been impacted by Carolyn it's, wherever you are. It's crazy because it's Carolyn true. prays for you. <laughs> yeah, Carolyn is a person who is a teeny 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 tiny little petite lady. But if you were to flip over from the physical realm to the spiritual realm you would find Carolyn trouncing around Be like a, a sheer hulk. She is a giant of the faith. She's a giant of prayer. Yeah, the, yeah. she's like the BFG yeah, she in this, in this sense. <laughs> yeah, she is. That's a good, that's a good comparison. Uh, so we're going to be talking with her today in just a few minutes. You are going to be really, really glad you watched or listened to this episode. Real quick, before we get into that, though, yeah. we want to, Jason, give them your puppy dog face. Guys, <laughs> listen intently to what we are about to share and say. This is important. If this show has helped you, if you've enjoyed the conversation so far, yeah. even if you've just enjoyed one conversation of them all so far, <laughs> if, you've if, only, if you've enjoyed any if amount of this If you've only show, enjoyed the time that we spent with Steve Gladen and you're like, that was the yeah. only thing, the rest is I, I could give or take, hey, we could still use your help. Yeah. yeah. If you've enjoyed the show, we would love it if you'd give us a rating or a review in iTunes. Yeah. Uh, give us a share on YouTube, You know, share it with your friends, text your friends and say, check out this podcast, check out this YouTube show. Um, reason is because we want this to get out to as many people as possible because yeah. we want people to grow. Whether you're in our church family or beyond, we want you to grow spiritually. And so if you share uh, the show with somebody or if you give us a rating or a review in iTunes, you help other people find us so that they can grow as well. So if you want to just do a simple, simple thing that can help influence the spiritual growth of somebody else, someone you may not even know, that's a really great way that you can do that. Definitely. Without any further ado, let's bring Carolyn out right after this. Woo!
We're here with Carolyn Baker. Welcome, happy Carolyn. birthday, Carolyn. Yes, oh, happy birthday. Oh, oh, now you guys are dead. Now <laughs> they are truly now. dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this no, worked out no. so perfectly. Uh, <laughs> we're excited you. that you're celebrating your birthday with they us. They love we me. We feel so yes. privileged. We do love you, Carolyn. <laughs> Jason uh, is dead meat. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, man. <laughs> we just started. <laughs> Carolyn, we, we said about you in the intro that a lot of our people um, who aren't on staff may not know you yet, mm-hmm. uh, but they're, regardless of where they come from, they've probably been influenced by you in some way or another oh. just because of the sheer the sheer uh, fervency and um, dedication that you've had to prayer for so long that you pray for our church. It's always It's often said that, Saddleback has a, an unseen force field, and it's held up by you cry. and you and other prayer <laughs> warriors. Uh, I, I, we can't say enough great things about you. You know our team loves you dearly, and we, we appreciate the way you, you pray too. for us. Um, and that's why we wanted to bring you on the show today, because we know that you have been cultivating a life of prayer for a long, long time. And there are many who are just getting started in that. For some people... Praise God. For some people, prayer is a... An area of real fear and I was just going to say it's and, very scary. Yeah. yeah, but before we before we get in too much, um, I'd love to just hear your story. Would you share kind of how you came to Saddleback? Because you've been here since the early days. Would you mm-hmm. share kind of the, the the process of coming on staff and what your journey has been like at Saddleback? Yeah, um, just kind of give us some of the broad strokes. The um, this is a great story. It, it's it's a really great story because it it is all it's all about prayer in my life, in my world. Mm. And the way I started, the way I came, uh, was back in, it was back in 1994, and, and Jim and I uh, had just moved here to Orange County to be with my sister-in-law, and we had no intention of staying in Orange County. We came mm. down um, and just rented an apartment for, I think it was for four months, and uh, I had heard about, about Pastor Rick, but I walked onto the campus one day, and Pastor Tom was doing um, his, what was then his midweek service and I walked into the midweek service and I got hammered (laughs) and at that at that point I thought oh there's something really powerful here and so I I, we decided well we'll 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 stay here for a little while so I was actually coming out of my chiropractor and for women for any women out there who are listening to me you'll know how how important this day was to me because I I was just full of sweat no makeup Rungy clothes, and I'm wa- I'm walking out of the I'm walking out of my chiropractor's office, and I, I I heard the Holy Spirit say, "You're to go up to the to the uh, Saddleback Church office, and you're to volunteer." And my first my first reaction was, "I don't have any makeup on. I have no clothes on. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think this is going to work." Thank you very much. But I could not put that down. I couldn't put that 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 thought down. So I I walked over, and. Thankfully, I was I was obedient for once in my life, and I walked over and I walked in, and that's where my my journey started. Um, I came in, came in as a volunteer. I was here for, I think it was pretty close to two years, two and a half years as a mm. volunteer, which honestly were were some of the most wonderful days of of my uh, my my place here at the church because mm. it's where God really seated me personally seated me by taking me into a place that I was terrified of and sitting sitting me down, literally sitting me down right outside of Rick's office. Hmm. He was like there and, <laughs> and Tom Pastor Tom was here and Pastor Glenn was here. And that's where they chose to to seat me, and I, so I had to deal with a lot of and all fears. of you had a line of sight, just <laughs> all, all of that. Yes, looking at you. <laughs> and it was it was a daily question for for two and a half. Why me? Why am I here? And I didn't understand it. I mm. I didn't. The only thing I knew to do was to 
do what I felt the Holy Spirit was talking to me about. Mm. I was trying to stay faithful to what I call the calling. This was before I under, thoroughly understood the purpose part that Pastor Rick teaches. Yeah. But I, I knew I was to do the calling. Uh, and he just took those those two first two years of volunteer work. He took those and got rid of all my human fears mm. because he knew that my human fears, if they weren't dealt with first, would stop me. Mm-hmm. If, they, they, I, if I was caught up in those, I would never be able to um, to do the work that he that, that only he knew at that point in time, you know, that I yeah. was called to do here. Yeah. So for two years, it was just it was. Well, can I do it? today? Can I really get up and go back in there today? Mm. And um, I worked with new believers at that point, and their, their passion and their, you know, the, their stories just riveted with me, and um, my prayer heart just joined with them. Mm. And it, it was just, it was a really, it was a, a wonderful, wonderful couple of years. And then they, they decided to put me on staff, and since I've been on staff, since 1996, so Here that's what, 20... Two, what you 21 years, 22 years. 22 yeah. years on, yeah, something like that. And it has gone, it has been so fast and it has been so, uh, so full mm-hmm. that it doesn't seem, even as I sit here today, it just does not seem like it's been that long. It seems like it's been a nanosecond in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but if I hadn't listened that day, coming out of the chiropractor's office and did what I knew, I only knew that that, that was all I knew. Just go volunteer. That was it. Mm. That was it. If I hadn't done that, I it it yeah, it gives me goosebumps when I think about that. I think of the spiritual impact that you've had at Saddleback, and then I think of how just that if you had just decided that one time not to obey, how it could have right. thwarted it, it all that God wanted to do. Urban, like, I don't know where that feeling <clears throat> is coming from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. I fear that also because there have been honestly, there have been times in my life when I haven't done mm-hmm. that. And you do pay a, a price, I think, for that. Yeah. But I also think because God's love is so great that he just, I just have this this visual of him, you know, in heaven just sitting there laughing, you know, just, just at, at, the, at, the, at the foolishness of his kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think nobody understands that better yeah. you know, <laughs> than God does. So when we do those things, you know, yeah, yeah. that's who we are. We're human. Uh-huh. And God's sitting there going, and if you hadn't done it, I'd have been all over you the next day. The next yeah. day, I yeah. wouldn't have stopped. Yeah, the next day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's yeah. great. Now, Carolyn, I want to ask you, I, you have done so much. Again, you've been on staff for, what did we say, 21, 22 years or whatever like mm-hmm. that. But I think when people think about you, at least at least I know I do, and I've known you for four, almost five yeah, years now. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, Honestly, some of the first words that come to my mind are prayer warrior. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people might be going, I don't know what that is. That sounds like a kung fu movie or something. Yeah. So <laughs> I'd love to hear you talk about what it means to be a prayer warrior and kind of how you, how you navigate that and what it means mm-hmm. to be an active prayer warrior. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a great question, Jason, because I think people have it all wrong. I think that the normal, normally when you hear the word prayer warrior, it brings up this vision of, I don't know, guns and rifles and, you know, that, that kind of war. Actually, a prayer warrior is somebody who's, who's fairly peaceful, uh, calm, somebody who knows that they have, that they walk in the protection of Jesus every single day of their lives. Mm-hmm. And because they know that they're in that, that sweet spot, um, their heart is, uh, 
able to step into places that are sometimes dangerous, sometimes um, they're not quite sure what, what, you know, especially prayer people, they're not quite sure what their their prayers are intended for. Mm. So I think God gives us, I think the definition for me of a prayer warrior is somebody who's very, very peaceful, peaceful in the presence of God, peaceful with the presence of God, peaceful with the love of God. Mm. Uh, and because of that, the strength that they get from being in that sweet place of of his presence and surrounded and covered mm-hmm. with his love, that's where the real war is. Mm-hmm. Because that is that is in my mind that is the war that that I'm always fighting with my human flesh. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. day of my life, it's a battle with my human flesh. So knowing that. Um, if you want to call me a prayer warrior, which I don't call myself that, but if you want to call me a prayer warrior, <laughs> we're going to keep I, calling you that. I think it's a fair, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's the right word. But yeah. that, that's that's kind of the way I look at it. It's 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 really more. Uh, there's an intensity that comes from somebody who's really focused on what they know in that particular moment in time that they're to be focused on. Mm. And there's a, a great deal of peace that comes along with that that allows them to get on their knees and to be in the sacred presence of God. Mm. Uh, no, knowing that you're in that place, that's the most empowering, mm. most powerful place that you could possibly ever mm. be. And yeah. so in the context of a warrior, yes, because in that context, I think a, uh, a prayer warrior, that's what they do. Mm. They they they're engaged with the will of God first every day of their lives. They're they're interested in what the will of God is for that for that individual situation for that day. You know, or in my case, the vision that God has given me has been all wrapped up in what Pastor Rick has been doing here at Saddleback Church for all these years, and the prayer part that he has wanted me that that the Holy Spirit's wanted me to focus on. Uh, so I could calmly go before the throne of God, you know, and pray for for Pastor Rick when he was forming, for example, when he was forming the peace plan. Yeah, mm. you know, when 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 he when he was working on that or when he was writing his book. Uh, when, when I first came in, he had just finished Purpose Driven Church, mm. and yep. um, I, one of my fondest memories because I had to laugh at at, at our staff. He's he's sitting with us. This is in 1994, and he's he's in this circle of of people, and he's saying, "Now we you need to understand what the purpose driven church is all about." And all of us, volunteers and staff alike, and at that time we were like 54 of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have to sit. You got to understand this. And I rem- and I remember thinking, "Well, I read it, and I think I've got." This. But it wasn't until Pastor Rick sat down and started really explaining it the way the way I have a heart for prayer and can talk for days. In weeks and yeah. months about prayer, listen to Pastor Rick someday talk talk about the purpose driven church. Yeah, that's that that's where that took me. So in that context, mm. back to your question, sure. that to me, you know, is what a warrior is. I know mm. that I'm here. I know that God put me here, and I know that He put me here because He wants my prayer heart focused on His will being done in what Pastor Rick and this church and all of the different ministries that, that we have here are mm. also focused on. And in that context, yeah, I'm a deadly warrior because I'm not giving up. <laughs> I mean, I, I will, I will stand my ground. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the, you know, you know, the, the sciatica pain and the, <laughs> you know all the all of the other things that that do come at you, the attacks which are are frequent also. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but I think a prayer warrior, even in the midst of that, if that answers your question, a prayer warrior will look at that and go, okay. 
that's I don't like that. I don't like the fact that I'm being attacked. I don't like the fact that yeah. things are happening in my life. I don't yeah. like that. But I know what this is about, yeah. and I know I know that God is right here with me, and He's got my back, and He's got me covered. And in that in that sense, yeah, you bet. Yeah. I'm a warrior. Yeah, it seems like a big part of that is just like this recognition of knowing, you know, mm-hmm. where I stand and where God stands and what's going on on the battlefield. Right. And just knowing how the war is waged almost. That's why God, I believe, put me here because I knew none of this. Yeah. I was a novice. I was, I, I have a Catholic background. Mm. Um, that's how I was raised. And I knew nothing. I didn't even know the Bible. And, um, so to, for, 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 for God to plot me down here and expose me to everything that I've been exposed to over all of these years has been an incredible, inc- incredible journey. But that mm. is just so like God, mm, yeah. to take somebody who, <laughs> had, who has nothing. You know, I, I'm not seminary educated. I, I've educated myself. Mm. Uh, my, my Bible learning, my devotionals, things like that, they're all, they're all things that I've just learned mm. to do you know, on my own. Plus, I've had, there's great teaching at Saddleback with Tom and Buddy and yeah. Rick. I mean, there's amazing teaching here. Yeah, sure. So I think I know that, that, that that's, that's the reason why, why he put me here. So if I had been told early mm. on, Carolyn, you're going in there, and you're going to pray for what will one day become the peace plan, yeah. or what one day will become, you know, PD Global, or what will one day become whatever else we've got coming. <laughs> it would have terrified me, and I would yeah. never have been able to do it. So yeah. one step at a time, hmm. one challenge at a time. I think uh, you, you use the word engaged, being, and I think the idea of being engaged in battle is sort of one of the things that makes you a warrior versus collateral damage, or a victim, or a or uh, uh, a casualty of war, mm-hmm. for example. Now, of course, all of us kind of wind up on the receiving end of attacks from sure. time to time, and that's Everybody. just part of yes. part of the life that we live as believers. But um, I just think of, uh, I think one of the things that you bring to our staff and to our church that's so valuable, and I think one of the reasons why the the spiritual discipline or the habit or the, the spiritual practice of prayer is so important is because prayer... Um, wouldn't you say prayer involves uh, it, prayer involves the unseen? Yes. Prayer is a is a very real action that we can take. Yes. A spiritual discipline effective that we can action. do, yes. an effective tool that can be used in order to influence the sometimes unseen realm, right. but the unseen realm which influences the seen realm in a monstrous, monstrous way. Huge. And I think uh, I think of you as someone. See, see, it's easy in ministry or just in life. I mean, if you're just doing your job or whatever you do, it's easy to have your attention drawn toward all the the, the stuff that's right in front of your eyes all the time. That's a good point. That's but it's harder point, Doug, to do yeah. what you do, which is to say, I recognize everything that's going around in the seen realm, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to oversee or I'm not going to overlook the underlying spiritual exactly. warfare that's happening all around us. Because I think it's it's easy for us to kind of be anesthetized and not not yes. realize that some of the things that we're dealing with in in this, for, for lack of a better word, I'll just keep using this, the seen realm or the visible realm that we deal with most mm-hmm. of the time, so much of that is influenced by what's going on in the spiritual realm. And we've been talking about Absolutely. the soul, which is which is all about the, yeah. the, the part of you that's unseen, the part right, of you yeah. that it can't be like directly observed and yet is so right. real, the, the central part of who you are. And we could even make a case that what's going on spiritually is really the root that underlies so mm-hmm. much of the things that we deal with as human beings, the challenges we face in life, and yes. um, the temptations and all that stuff. So I, th- I think a prayer warrior is such an apt term for you because you're someone who's decided that's the field you're going to do battle on. 
where a lot of us are too focused on trying to to leverage all that we can in the physical realm to turn levers and to to try to yeah. influence and 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 control things and change things and fix things but sometimes we can do that at the cost of uh of a robust prayer life where we actually mm-hmm. are it's like we keep trying to pull the leaves off the weed, and we're, yes. we're surprised that the weed keeps that's, growing back. That's good. Whereas a prayer warrior says, yeah. I'm going to go beneath the soil. The I'm going to deal with mm-hmm. the root problem. Get you with that analogy. That was a good one. Hey. Yeah, that's very good. Wow. Yeah, that is. Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> he does that. <laughs> he does that. We're going to come back to that, actually. That's yeah. actually a big question we have for you in a few okay. minutes. But you, you, started, you started to allude to the way that your prayer life and your devotional life has changed over time. Yes. Uh, you talked about how you started as a novice. You come from a mm-hmm. Catholic background, and that's mm-hmm. actually very common for a Saddleback. It person. is here at Saddleback. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's actually the, the most, the biggest demographic at Saddleback is former Catholics. Yeah, I had yeah. no idea either for the longest time that that was. Yeah, true, so I know that is. a lot of people listening are are hearing this from your perspective. But yes. would you just talk about the the progression of your spiritual life over time? How has sure. this devotional life taken shape and grown over time? Well, as I say, I I, I really do credit the Catholic Church in 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 some ways for. Things that were sewn into me as as a very young child, um, the the thing that stuck with me was I wanted to know God. Mm. I didn't know who He was, and yeah. I didn't know you know what that looked like. And even as a little kid growing up, I remember I, I went to Catholic school, so I, I would follow the, I would follow the nuns around the the garden mm. because just because I wanted to be close to the nuns, because I I just. To, even then, I, I and I was a little kid. I was like three or four or five. I didn't have any idea what that was, but I was just very drawn. And when I look back on my life now, and I realize that you know I might have been missing you know a whole bunch of stuff. You know, being raised Catholic. The one thing that they gave me that I will be forever grateful for is this incredible love of God. Mm-hmm. And it started. It formed in me. You know, as a young as a young girl. Mm-hmm. So when that when that when that took hold, and and I became. Um, I started to grow up, and for many, in fact, I'd say for many of you, you know, who have who have children that are just growing up and they're not quite sure what this is all about, what spirituality looks like, who mm-hmm. God is, what what it, what on earth is all of this. Children can can be very, um, they're just like very quiet listeners because I, I was one of those. I was I I was just listening, mm-hmm. and but but I found. You know, maybe when I was nine or ten, I, I I found that I was just feeling empty, and it wasn't meeting. I didn't know what it was, and I, and I was mm. searching, and I wasn't finding, and I was lost. Yeah. So I rebelled, <clears throat> which is typical Carolyn. I just I just rebelled. <laughs> I said, well, if this isn't something, it, this was my this was my, I still remember this is nine nine or ten years of age. If I don't understand this, then okay, I'll go find something that I will understand. Mm. And that's what I did. And, you know, and I, I became very worldly-minded. I was out there. I went to, uh, I went to uh, Catholic school for the first two years, and then my last two years, I finally I had discovered that there was such a thing as boys in the world, so I, I begged mm. my parents to let me out of the, of the all-girls Catholic school and put me <laughs> into, into a public school. And, in those, and to the credit of the Catholic Church, the education that I got was so great, I just soared through those two years of public school. Mm-hmm. I, I really did. But it was in those years that I got really rebellious because I didn't know. I mean, I understand it now all these years later, but I did not know at that time that I was really hungry and thirsty and I was looking for God, but I was searching for him in all the wrong places. And mm. so I, I started looking at things like being popular and being 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 pretty and being, you know, all that all that the nineteen sixties 
1950s, 60s lifestyle, you know, what it was all about. Mm-hmm. And that became in some ways to me, you know, almost an idol. And I didn't mm-hmm. know it, which is one of the reasons why I will love Pastor Rick and his church for, the, for my whole life, because they, they helped me to see that. But I didn't realize that, that I was putting a focus on what was, to me, I thought was, was, was really a really great thing, but it was all about me. Mm-hmm. It was just my whole world was all about me, yeah. and it really wasn't until I until I uh, went through my rebellious stage and walked away from God, and I mean, really walked away from God. I was having nothing to do with God, mm-hmm. and um, it wasn't until after I'd had had my children, which was this the, this the saddest part of that story for me is that I raised my children in a time when I didn't know God, mm-hmm. and when when I look back at that, that to me is going to be the thing that I will. That's the biggest regret of my life. But it isn't anything that I can do about except feed into them now, which, I, which I'm doing. But that, that was a really challenging time in my life. But because I felt the pain of that and be, because, you know, God let me do that, and because I know he did that, I know he let me do that, that is what brought me, I think, and started my devotional life. Because I didn't realize it all those years, but I was yelling at God mm. and I was calling out to God. I was praying to God. I didn't know that. I had no idea that that was what I was doing. I just thought I was being my own stubborn self. But, but God knew that, and he knew that he'd seeded that into me, and he was willing to wait and be patient you know, until that, that time came mm-hmm. when um, I had my salvation experience um, af- after a very, very difficult time with our, with our son at the age of 13 mm-hmm. um, with, with alcohol addiction and, and what now has turned out to be bipolar disease, which we finally found out, thank God. Mm-hmm. But... In, in my despair at, at not being able to fix him, um, I found myself just on my knees mm-hmm. in my home and just crying out to God, and he met me. Mm-hmm. He, just, he just met me. Just met me. And you know, I, I, I don't even remember what words I used. For my, I, I just remember crying out, mm-hmm. just save me. Save me. Save my, save my family. Mm-hmm. Save my children. Save my husband. And boy... He reached out, and I, I've never been the same. Mm-hmm. So once I once I really realized this is real, this is real. My devotional life changed completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I had I'd had a devotional life of sorts, if you wanted to call it that, sure. with my rebellion. <laughs> but when he took that, which I think what the Bible talks about, you take that which is bad and you turn it towards good. That's what he did. He took the he took the heart mm-hmm. that I have, the mm-hmm. love that I have, the passion that I have, and although I was using it for all the wrong things, he. Never gave up on that. Mm-hmm. Never gave up on that. And 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 when I finally started to see the light, then he stepped in and he started drawing me towards him. And then my devotional life has just taken off. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much de- how much detail you want me to go into on what that looks like, but I'd like a little more detail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, so I that... could just keep listening. So yeah, it's all good. <laughs> I warned you, Jason. <laughs> no, this is good. I love it. <laughs> so that brings us up to how your devotional light life sort of kickstarted. That seems that's like that how, was that, that's that how time when God started. breathed life into you and and really ignited a, a life of devotion to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but then where did it go from there? Because yeah. we all know that that, that that salvation moment where God finally jars us out of our, you know, yeah. jars us back, you know, to waking life mm-hmm. is is an important milestone moment, um, the, the, the moment of our spiritual birth. But then there's the... Then there's the process of growth yes. that happens from there. What's that been like for you? Very much up and down. 
Mm-hmm. Very, it's never been a straight path um, mm-hmm. to this very day, all these years later. It is very much up and down. And I mean, I can, to the degree that even today I can come in um, and, and, and feel like I'm really tight with mm-hmm. the Lord. I'm, I'm really a boy. I'm in, I'm in the right, in the right, you know, I'm, I'm in his yeah. mindset. Mm-hmm. And somebody can come up to my desk and say something and it can just, it can flip me right off. Yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. been the way that my, that my life has. But, be, but because of that, it's made me strong. Because I, I'm not afraid of the downs, the downside. Mm-hmm. You know, when when I'm um, I, when I recognize that, okay, you're slipping again there, Carolyn. You're you know your mind is has is, has is just flipped into the human part of yourself, mm-hmm. and now you need to just recognize that. And that's how God has, has basically used my devotional life. He's he's basically taken me to a place of deep hunger first, mm-hmm. and and that all had that happened with the life I led mm-hmm. all, all all those years going up to that. But there was a deep hunger that was never filled in me until I recognized that the the love that I had was first coming from him to me. And I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. But I but I found that because he loved me so much that he would he would always, always, you know, just kind of pull me back. Mm-hmm. You know, just just sometimes from the from the very edge of of whatever he would just pull me back and so i i just started trying to get into the flow if that makes any sense mm-hmm. i wanted to get into the flow of what i was experiencing so i just asked i, I remember uh, i i just asked god one day to just help me understand that was one of my first steps just please help me understand mm-hmm. just what it is what what is this devotional life all about i mean mm-hmm. i i i, I just help me understand. And the very, fir- the very first thing that I remember really grasping and grabbing onto was um, the redwood trees in, in Northern California, mm-hmm. looking up at the redwood trees. It just, it, it got me. Mm-hmm. And there was something about creation and the beauty that, that was an easy intro for me in my devotional life. Because mm-hmm. to this very day, I will say that when I'm, you know, struggling with something, I will get up off from my desk. I'll go outside. You'll see me out there. I'll go out there <laughs> walking just to get out and to feel the sun, mm-hmm. to get out and to look at the trees. That, that, that there's something that draws me. You mm-hmm. know, and, it's, and it's very strong. And to this, in fact, to this day, when I'm really in a contemplative mode, when I'm really wanting to write, when, when, when it's really flowing, you know, into my, into my pen, um, that's where I want to be. But mm-hmm. that's how he started with me. It was just with that. It was just that simple. Mm-hmm. Come out and look at the beauty of the sun. Come out and look at the, at the roots of the redwood trees yeah. that are intertwined underneath and joining with the roots of all oh, of the other trees yes. that kind of bring us into community. Yeah. That was a, that was one of those brilliant, brilliant <laughs> moments that I, that yeah. I went, whoa. <laughs> I, and, and I mean, God is amazing. So that, I started with what I knew. That's where I began. I just started with what I knew, and then I let him build mm-hmm. on it, and he's been building ever since. Wow, that's great. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I, lo- I love you guys. I love this. <laughs> I love this whole conversation. Um, I, I, shifting gears a tad. Okay. You mentioned earlier a couple times, but specifically back in your story when you were talking about how you came to Saddleback, mm-hmm. that you heard the Holy Spirit basically tell you, go volunteer. 
So I want to talk about how do we hear God's voice, yeah, you know, discerning God's question. voice. It's a big question. It's I know it's one question. of, it's the biggest, it's one it of, of the biggest questions that we get as a team quite a bit yes. is people sure. who want to learn more about this. So can you talk a little bit about that and, and, and how you mm -hmm. grew to know God's voice? It's been quite a journey. It, yeah. it really has been quite a journey. I, I, I think it is one of the most um, commonly misunderstood principles, mm. I, th I think. You, God you can, I've never heard, I must say right up front, I've never heard the audible voice of God. Mm -hmm. But I get deep, what I, what I call deep impressions. Mm -hmm. And largely, largely the, the way that, that God will speak with me, like, like in that instant, coming out of the, coming out of the chiropractor. Um, as, I, as I walked out, I didn't hear a voice that said, go over and volunteer. I did not hear that. But what I felt was just this impression that that was the intention and it, mm -hmm. it was like it was just it's the connection that my mind has when it's when it's surrendered to what the holy spirit is really doing at the moment mm -hmm. and helping my mind to 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 kind of wrap its 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 uh to wrap around that and and then just to act on it and it's it's taken me a long time to feel comfortable with it mm -hmm. i the reality of it is has never changed that that has never changed it's always been possible but me my my comfort zone with it, it, it the the you get people saying, is this the am I hearing the voice of God or is this mm. because I ate pizza last night? Mm -hmm. And you know there's a lot of there's a lot of validity <laughs> yeah. in that. I sure. do, do, am I really hearing God or is it because this is a deep need that I have? Yeah. You know this something mm -hmm. you know like yeah. it, or, or or am I really hearing God? So so this is where you guys will really love me because I can hear the people out there going uh oh because I'm about to mention the journal word. And the journal word, <laughs> and I know in all of my Bible studies, the people that I talk with and, and the staff that I work with, they see me coming, and they know that they're, if, if they're going to talk to me, they're going to get the word journal one way or another is going to come at them. Because that's been, my, that's been the pathway that, mm. I, that I learned. I just started journaling. And, and I, I'd start with one sentence. And maybe it would be two sentences. And most of the time, it's very short. It's just, it's just what a lot of people might call a diary. I think it, they, they'd say they're diarying their activities. Mm. Well, I'm not diarying or journaling my activities. I'm journaling the impressions that I'm that I'm receiving, mm -hmm. and so by doing that, and I've been doing that now for the better part of what, 30 years, I I have great faith because I've watched God take those journals. There's, there's nothing more humbling. There's nothing more humbling <laughs> than writing something down and then going back and looking at it a year later or two years later, and all of a sudden you realize, oh my goodness, that. He, he answered that and, mm -hmm. and remembering in your heart and in your mind, that's what he did. Yeah. That's how it started for me. Without journaling, with my memory retention, <laughs> not, not so much, but, but by journaling and putting it down. And then the other, the other thing that has really helped me to really know that I know that I know that this is something that the Holy Spirit's doing is in worship. Mm -hmm. The combination of worship and the combination of God's word, those two things, it's a it's a slam dunk home run, mm. because I found that if if I am if something is drawing me in worship to something, you know I, I'm sure you you have the the experience sometimes that you're you're running around your house, you're getting ready to 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 get the kids off, you're 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 wanting to just please give me five minutes so mm. that I could just have some quiet. Well, if you fill up that quiet with a worship tape, put it in your car. 
my car has become my holy sacred place. It truly has because mm. I, I can I can close the world out. Sure. And I can get yeah. into my car and nobody but me knows where I'm going with that car. Mm-hmm. And I can I can turn on my worship tape and that that act of worship just soothes soothes my spirit, I think. It just mm. soothes my soul. It makes me it makes me receptive and that's why I always, even in my car, I keep these little index cards. I mean, my journaling is not neat. I keep mm-hmm. these little index cards and things where I'll just write down a word like joyful or, you know, peaceful or mm-hmm. struggling. It just, it just, and then I'll just put a date on it. Mm-hmm. Those types of things have really, really helped me. But the combination, the one-two combination is if when I get something that I will journal, I will then go to the scriptures and ask 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 God to help me find a scripture. So I'll start going through the Bible, looking looking for something that is talking about what I just thought I heard. Mm-hmm. And He's so faithful to always take, take not well most of the time. He takes me to the right scriptures, and it's in that when I look at the scriptures and I look at the the heart that's mm-hmm, yeah. that's soaring through me. That's a, that's a pretty slam dunk case, you yeah. know, that I'm really hearing from God. Do I do it right all the time? No. Do I make mistakes and misjudgments? Oh, my goodness. All <laughs> the time. But, you know, I would rather, and I would say this to anybody who's listening, I would rather make a mistake than not try. Mm. Because the thing that, that makes my, just, it makes me, it, yeah, I, I cry, um, is what people are missing. Mm. That, that intimate closeness. That God, He has it for all of us, and and, yeah. and we're missing it. I mean, I miss it on days when when I when I'm so caught up in my own stuff, I, I miss it. But fortunately, you know, He He pulls me back, and, you know, takes me back, and and you you just have to be kind of tuned in. Mm. I, if, if does that help? I mean, it's yeah. a hard no, it's I, a hard it thing does. to 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 describe, but is, that's my but experience think, of it. No, that that was yeah. As with basically everything that pertains to the soul, it starts breaking down a little bit. You can't you can't yeah. easily say, yeah. "Well, here's a one, two, three to hearing from God." Wouldn't it be yeah. nice? It would be really nice. That would be one of my ass when I stand before God one day. Well, why didn't <laughs> yeah. you do it this way? Yeah, if only. What's wrong with you? Remember, He is the Father, and the Father loves the daughter. So yeah, <laughs> you brought up the you brought up the scriptures too, and I think that's a I think that's one important guardrail that we can put on our impressions from God. Oh, we huge. always we always compare our, the impression that we get from God to the scriptures because we know that God's not going to give us an impression that contradicts what he's already That's stated right. emphatically in his word. Amen. So I I really appreciate that you brought that up because I think there's a I think part of the confusion about hearing from God is that um anybody can forge God's signature on yes. anything that they That's say, right? I mean, they can just say, yeah. "Oh, well, the Lord told me this." And right. and then someone else could be saying, well, "The Lord told me the exact opposite." So what's the deal here? Mm-hmm. And the scripture is really what breaks the tie. It's what it's what it's, it's provides a plumb line right. that's irrefutable because, yes. yeah. Otherwise, you get into the well, what's indigestion versus what's a clear impression. And I think um, knowing that we have the scriptures there kind of helps us to have a little bit more confidence when we feel like God is telling us something because we can do what you said you do. I, I get an impression. I turn to the Word and I look for God to mm-hmm. I look for God to validate, to, to validate that in His mm-hmm. Word. And I think that's a really important one because. Even an atrocity can be done in the name of God, yes. but if we do, if we make it sure is. that we interpret the what, the impression we hear from God in light of the scriptures, which he, we know that He has authorized to be the the you know the plumb line, the level mm-hmm. for us to use the the standard, um, then it kind of it gives us a certain confidence in that we can say God's telling me this. This is something that I know. God there wants is me something to do. even more wonderful than even that, in, mm. to my experience. I discovered, and this is recent with me, this is probably within the last 10, 10, 10 years or so, 
I discovered that I that God wanted me to go looking for my promises. Mm-hmm. There are very specific promises that that pertain to each one of us individually to ourselves. It's mm-hmm. a promise from God to ourselves. So to that end, I started searching. I'd never done a search like that. I'd never mm-hmm. gone into, into the Bible and just asked, well, what, what are my personal promises? Yeah. So God took me into, in, in just started leading me and guiding me. And there, there, were, there were a couple of scriptures that never went away, that I could, I could be in the midst of just about anything. And I would, I would always remember Psalm 91. Psalm 9, it was like mm-hmm. this, it was this verse that just kept coming back at me. And, and I remember one day I thought, well, why, why am I so um, drawn to Psalm 91 more than, you know, a lot of the other really more catching psalms. I was just riveted by Psalm 91. The pathway that God used to help me understand that that was my personal promise, Mm. that I could hold on to Psalm 91, Mm. that that was the thing that I was to go to, I was to hold on to, I was to look at it, I was to count on it, and I was to throw it back in God's face Mm. and say, hey, remember this? You know, because I I also believe that, that the interaction between God and us, father and daughter, Father and Son is a very real, intimate relationship, and yeah. because He's in heaven and we're not, we have this. So I, I, I will take. There's several promises that that are personal promises to me that I really have learned to live by. But it's been the journey of finding out what those were. Yeah, that turned out to be the the, the fun part. That mm. that for me was the fun part. You know, I I really thought, wow, this is really this is this is truly. A promise. So I started. I made another little journal note, and I put promises, and I just started writing down promises that I felt, you know, were being were, 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 that I was really receiving. Mm-hmm. And when I really looked at them, you know, all those years later, it was Psalm ninety one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and a couple of other psalms. Oh, God's word so is cool. beyond anything that you. Yeah, I heard Psalm ninety one uh, recited from memory once, oh. and I just. It was one of the most powerful things I had ever seen or heard in my life. Great, I was yeah. like, what? Someone had taken the time. It was actually someone who was in a recovery program, and that was a, a passage that he had really clung to throughout his recovery. Oh, and when yes. he recited yeah. it, it I was bet. just cool. like you could have heard a pin drop in the room. Such such powerful words, and then you know infused with the Holy Spirit. I would say Doug is so right on this that if if people who are listening to this, if you don't have a promise or something you can mm-hmm. identify as a promise, yeah, I give you. You have my permission. Yeah. <laughs> you take Psalm 91. Psalm 91 is 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 just it's a beautiful love offering oh, yeah. from God himself. It's it it's yeah. I want to ask what are some things that you've changed your mind on over time? Mm. Like what you know, you know what I mean? Like I I used to see things this way, but now I kind of see it like this or yeah. some, an interesting some of the... question, but I think it can really bring you into a unique place of conversation that yes. we may never get, you know, in other yes. ways, but it's it's a really cool question. I'm curious to hear cool your question. answer with it. Yeah, yeah. it is. I, I've changed a lot. I, I, I credit a lot of my positive change to the the job I've had here on, on staff um, by by being a part of something that God had blessed. And that's 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 the very first thing I think that that you that we all need to understand is that when God blesses something just stand back, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, you're going to go, he, he's going to pull you right along with the blessing. Mm. And he blessed Pastor Rick so many years ago, you know, when, when Rick, Rick and Kay were obedient to come out here and do what they have done. Um, but over, over these, you know, 21 or 22 years now, um, 
a lot has changed in me mm. in a lot of the way that I that that I receive from God, a lot of the things that I am looking for from God has changed because as I as, as I have gotten is, I guess I'd say as I've gone a little bit deeper in my walk, in my personal walk with God, every t- it's, it's almost like every time you go just a little bit deeper, he gives you just a little bit more. And then you go a little bit more, and he gives you a little bit more. Then you backslide down, you know, which mm. is my journey. You backslide back to two two years, and then you, then you come back up again. And all throughout that, you know, your, your, your heart and your mind are being changed. And you're, God's giving you different tools. And... For what you need at that moment, I think is 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 the the single uh, best message I can give on that one is if you believe that God is going to give you what you need when you need it, then you can be at peace. Mm-hmm. You you can actually be at rest in the midst of of things around you that you don't understand because being on staff, you you see it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, ministry is not. Not perfect, and ministry has a lot of ups and downs. It flows and it ebbs, and sometimes we're on high, and sometimes we're down low, and sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes things are working, and sometimes they're not. But all the way through there, God is showing you something. Mm-hmm. So the way I have have prayed has changed. Um, I started out as a very, as I said when I talked about my first getting here, I was terrified, absolutely terrified. And and when I finally laid all that down, then I began to discover, okay, so now you're not so frightened anymore, so what are you going to do with what I gave you? Mm. And so I, I just started by just slowly, it's like put, putting your foot in the in the ocean, just one little step one at a time. And so <laughs> that's cold, it's cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's changed. You know, I mean, I, I've become now all these years later, I'm f- much bolder. Mm-hmm. I, 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 fear is nothing that I, I mean, f- fear is, I think, one of the, the greatest battles that we face as Christians today is fear, and I'm getting much, much better at fear than mm-hmm. I've ever been before. I, I was a terrified person, uh, but I'm not that anymore. So as, as that has changed, so has my, my writing, the devotionals that I write. They've changed. If you've ever looked back um, at the devotionals that I've written for 21 years now, mm-hmm. um, they've changed. You know, they, they, they were from somebody who was just really just not even wanting to write them. And why am I doing this hmm. conversation with God was because I'm telling you to do this. You're going to write them. So I wrote them, but they changed. They've, they've changed. And, hmm. and the way that I searched the Bible, the way that I listened to the, the sermons on the weekend, the way that I, um, I engage uh, with God today is, is much more tender hmm. uh, because I'm getting older, and I think God God knows that the tenderness is what I need more now mm. at my age than I did when I was, you know, much younger, like you guys are. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I think it does change. I, I I think the method changes. I think the heart behind it changes. I think the way we understand things changes. Yeah, and it's all good. Yeah, every every little piece of it is all good because one day, you know, we're all going to stand before God, and He's going to outline it for us. He's going to remind us that this is what we did, where we were, and how he took us here, and how he molded us. And, mm. and the beauty of it is we get to do it together. Yeah. And, and people influence you. You know, your t- the maturity team is one of the strongest, strongest teams. I love the maturity team because your heart is right there, and you mold me. Just some of the things that I, I, I have the privilege of talking to you guys from time mm. to time. And I love that because you, I, I'm getting, right now, I'm getting a whole new perspective on what this looks like, <laughs> which is not comfortable to someone of my age. This is not comfortable. But all of that, it, it changes. But the, I think the really great part about that is I love the change. Mm. Mm. I love the change. And I credit 
Pastor Rick for that because you can't be around here for very long. Yeah. Uh, if you don't like change, you're not going to last. So, you know, yeah. 21, 22 years of change, I've gotten pretty good at change and I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Have you come to embrace the change more yeah. over time? Because I think that can be, it, I, sometimes what I think maybe limits our growth, growth is by definition change. You know, you can't grow without change because True. that's, it's an yes. intrinsic part of the process. And I think sometimes because we're so hesitant to change or to embrace change, we actually inhibit our own growth. Yes, I agree with and you. And I, I, what I hear you saying is that over time, you get better at, mm -hmm. at not only accepting change, but even then cooperating with the changes that God wants to make in your life over time. Uh, and I love hearing from someone like you who, I mean, our listeners can tell by now how much we revere you. Yes. And in a, in a holy and... Not idolatrous way, I, yeah. I promise. Of that, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but I think um, something that we really appreciate is that you're at once two things. On the one hand, you're clearly a person who has dedicated themselves to spiritual maturity and has become not mature yeah. in the fullness of Christ mm. and all that stuff, as yeah. we always say. But you're someone who is well down the path. And what I love hearing and what I think is also encouraging for those listening or watching is that you're somebody who also has had your fair share of setbacks yes. and your fair share of stumblings <laughs> and that you can be tripping all the while, but still getting where God wants you to that's go. That's a good, you know? that, I like that. That's, that's and, a good description of Carolyn. That's who she is. <laughs> tripping along. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that we always try to emphasize is that God is drawing us towards something, yes. not really to something. You know, we're not going to see, right. we're not going to see full completion in no. Christ in, in, in and of ourselves in this life. Right. Um, but we can move toward that. And I, I know for me it's encouraging to go, well, this, this is the scoundrel I am today. <laughs> but over time, Carolyn's proof that, that we, can, we can get better, that we can change, that God is living and active he's and so he's changing us over time. And he's faithful to do that. Yeah. Um, I have a great yeah. faithful story that, mm -hmm. that I think might, might speak to that. Um, I, I alluded to the fact that I that I write devotionals and I've been writing them, writing them for a long time, which was one of my faith steps, by the way. When I was still a volunteer, mm. um, I had I had been just they were mine, very protective of them. That it was just my my prayer to God, God and His response back to me. Mm. They were they were personal, and they were private, and I, and I wasn't about to do anything like mm. sharing them anyway. And I was not going to do it here, you know, with Rick and Glenn and Tom standing there staring me in the face. <laughs> no way I was going to do this until God said, you're going to do this. Mm. And I started, so I started writing them and I, I just was like waiting for the hammer to, to fall, but it never fell. And I, so I just, I, I just kept writing. Well, fast forward, you know, 15 years later or something, I was on the patio one day and um, this woman, I, I, I saw her coming, and um, I could tell there was something that she really, I just thought she wanted to pray. Mm -hmm. So she, she came over to me, and she said, um, you're Carolyn Baker, right? And I said, yes. And I, I tell this story because I think people need to know that you don't know what God's doing behind your back, but he's always, he's on the move, and yeah, he's yeah. doing things behind your back, and you may <laughs> yeah, never so, know what he's yeah. doing behind your back yeah. unless he chooses to say, yeah. you know, I'm going to show you this. <laughs> so this woman comes walking over to me, and, and, she, and she introduced herself, and she said, um, I just want to tell you, she said, I, I've been in China uh, for uh, the last, I think, she, as I'm remembering now, five, six, seven years, something like that, and it was in those years when, when it was a very closed place and it was dangerous for Christians to even meet together. So sure. even even to get 
to, to meet, you had to get in two or three cars and drive mm-hmm. in different places and then finally end up at the destination that you were supposed to. Well, in those very, very scary circumstances, this woman was doing her part. She knew she was supposed to be over there in China. Uh, it, she wasn't sure exactly why, but she was. So she'd gotten affiliated with the house church over there, and um, they were trying to get Bibles in. They were mm-hmm. trying to get anything that they could get in, and they couldn't get anything in. They couldn't get Bibles. They couldn't get anything. Um, so she said one day she clicked on her email, and she doesn't know how it happened, but all of a sudden on her email was prayer muscles mm-hmm. from somebody named Carolyn Baker, who she had no clue who this person was, much less what a prayer muscle was, but she yeah. liked, I think she was drawn to the fact that there was a word prayer in it, yeah. and she thought, okay, so she started reading them, and bottom, bottom line, God used the devotionals that I had been writing and somehow, I have no idea how he did it, but somehow he got those devotionals onto her servers in China. And so for the next five years in these house churches, these people in these house churches had nothing. They had no Bibles. They had nothing. Only their faith and their belief and the ability to pray. Mm-hmm. And God got them these prayer muscles. And they started reading them. And she said, I taught your prayer muscles for over five years in China. Wow. wow! It was at that point that, I, yeah, that's approximately <laughs> what I did. Is I actually had to go over and sit down. I, I had to find job. a chair. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Somebody better put me down in a chair here and let me sit down. But I, I tell that story because it, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't writing them for that reason. I, I had no idea. Yeah. But I will never forget this woman, and I will never forget the partnership that that formed when I didn't even know it was being formed. Hmm. And it was because she had a heart for prayer and I had a heart for prayer. Hmm. And God said, okay, I'll use that. Wow. That's really, that's a really, <laughs> isn't that a great story? story? No, oh, I, I hadn't heard that one. Yeah. No. I didn't oh, tell you that no. one. No, we, didn't. we would have remembered. Kim. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That was one of my, my pivotal moments. It's really neat. Oh, yeah. That's uh, a good one. I think one of the cool things is, is you talked a lot about how, how, a growth is a journey, how it's a lifelong pursuit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that yeah, we're going towards, like yeah. what we were talking about. Um, you know, but one of, of my favorite sayings is, right, is the journey of a thousand miles begins with a mm-hmm. single step. Yeah. So um, I know that we have a lot of people who are watching or listening who who might not have a robust prayer life. They may not, you know, have any prayer life, you know? Well, they have a prayer life. They just don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think that's a good point. So, I, so, and that's what I'd love for you, I, for you to kind of end this part of this discussion on is this idea of of having a prayer life without even knowing it, and how to take a first step into into really making your prayer life what you want it to be. Yeah, I, I if if people get anything out of me today. I, I hope that they hear me when I say that what what you have in your mind about what a prayer life looks like is probably not what my what, what my prayer life looks like. Um, I, I as I say, I was raised Catholic, so I, I was raised you know with with the uh, with the Rosary and with with mm-hmm. prayers that were already written. Yep. And um, I think I, I I didn't like that so much as a kid that um, you wanted to. You wanted yeah. to color outside the lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like okay. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even. I didn't even. First of all, I didn't even understand that you could talk to God. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that. Yeah. So for me, prayer is not. I mean, sometimes yes. Okay. Sometimes yes. Prayer is 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 Carolyn sitting down with with her Bible and 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 being holy. 
I will do that sometimes. But the majority of my life, it's I'll be walking down the hallway at the office and I'll look at somebody's face and I'll see a tear, I'll see a smile, I'll see something that will cause me to just stop and just just throw up a quick prayer to God. Um, I know I'm to pray. What do you want me to pray? And just just start just start praying the way He's shown me how to pray. And those can be just just one or two sentence prayers. Mm-hmm. Most of my life, mo- most of my day, that's what my prayer life looks like. It mm-hmm. it it very. I I will sit. I I will be honest. I will sit. Uh, in the mornings, I try to take at least twenty minutes or so in the morning to just kind of work, put a, put on a worship tape, sure. um, you know, do do something that brings me back in, into center focus, gets mm. gets my head out of the out of the chaos around my own personal human life, mm. and takes me into this into this place, you know, where I where I think I'm more ready to receive. Mm. Um, but prayer, although it can be those moments when you're just sitting and you're just, you, you have your, I mean, I, there are many, many times when I have my laundry list. These are the people I'm praying for. These are the things I'm praying for. These are the things that, that, that I, that I've been asked to pray for. And that, that's a, that's a very valid part of, of my prayer life. The more enriching part for me of my prayer life is listening to what, um, what the Lord's talking to me about and praying that back to him. Mm-hmm. Whatever this, this impression is that he, he will give me and then praying that back to him. That's how I, I remember one story that, that, I, that I just love because uh, it still, still grabs me to this day. When Pastor Rick was doing, uh, he just finished writing The Purpose Driven Life and <laughs> he had opened up his, his office, his, this office, this office, yes, he'd opened up this office, and he was sitting over in the in the corner with with a bunch of uh, pictures of what he was trying to trying to determine what a what the cover of Purpose Driven Life would look like, and he had just told the staff, "Come in, I'm just curious to see what your opinion is." You know, come in, and and I'd I'd walked in at the very end of the day, and and I was really tired. I remember, and I walked in, and I I looked at a bunch of pictures, and my my eyes went right to that picture that he eventually mm. ended up putting on the mm. on the cover of that book, and as I as I was looking at, it, I just looked at him and and I said, you know, Pastor Rick, I said, that's it, that's the tree of life, that's it, that's that that's it, and I remember feeling so strongly, mm. you know, I, and that doesn't happen to me a lot. I just mm. felt very strongly that that was something that was really powerful. And then fast forward a few, maybe a year or so later, I'm up at the at the Rancho. What is now the Rancho Capistrano campus, mm-hmm. and I'm walking, I'm walking the campus <laughs> prayer walking, and I'm looking up, and there's this tree. You see the tree? There it is. <laughs> and, and I just realized that those are little signals, you know, that if you're open and receptive to what God is just trying to show you, you'll bump right into it. Mm. You know, you'll like I bump right into that that picture that day, and and I think that's what my prayer life, the, what I call the enriching part, because it's it's harder to sit and pray for needs. It's it's it, it, it's much more fun, mm. you know. If, if I can put it that way, it's just much more fun to be able to just listen to what God is is showing you, and then just have a conversation. Because to me, that's what what prayer is. It's it's a conversation between God and myself. That's that's what it yeah. is. Mm. And I want I want His point of view first, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because oftentimes mine, although you know there there are there are moments you know when I bring these, I'll, I'll come running into into him into God, you know just bawling and crying. Um, but for the most part, you know, that's mm. kind of what it, what my prayer life looks like. Yeah. Mm. And, and I hope people hear me when I say that you can, you, you can be praying standing, standing in the grocery store line and there's somebody in front of you and you just sense that she's sad. Mm. And you just, you don't know her, but you just, God, please, this woman seems to me to be sad. Would you speak with her? Mm. Mm. Just something that, that, that simple. Yeah. Yeah. That, 
energizes, you know, the the relationship part of yeah. what I believe prayer really is. Yeah. Mm. You know, I the mean, conversational prayer. The conversa- yeah. Yeah. Thank you. The conversational yeah. part of it. If that. Yeah, I, I think I think so many people when they're starting out praying, they go straight to the laundry list that you mentioned. Yes. Yep. You know, it's they go straight sure. to like, yeah. well, here's my list of needs. Here's that's my list why of they concerns. don't pray. <laughs> that's why they don't pray. Yeah. And I think that's why they don't feel close to God in some ways. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you, for example, in a relationship with a friend, if your conversation simply exists, oh, gosh, yes, if it simply yes. consisted of you reading the phone book to that person, right. you would you not wouldn't be around be, too long. You wouldn't be drawing, yeah. you wouldn't be drawn into deeper relationship. There needs to be a Good sense, point. a sort of, there needs to be an organic aspect to it, a free flowing, um, as we said, conversational aspect to it. Yeah. If, if you don't get that, then you're not building relationships. So I think you're missing I think so we much. Should set, I think we should set the list aside sometimes and just yes. say, God, I'm going to just tell you what's going on in me. And I'm going to stop for a while and listen to what you want to say to me. Mm-hmm. And I think you've, you, I think what some people don't realize is they, they, they see God as being so quiet and silent, distant from them. Which he can be. And sometimes it can feel that yeah. way. Sometimes he may yeah. even do that yes. as a part of our growth, mm-hmm. you know, in an intentional way. An intentional the way my dad way. let go of the seat of my bike to let me yeah. ride yeah. on my own for a minute, you know. Good, good, yeah. And I think good that there can be a, there's a beauty in that. But I think sometimes we think God is, is being quiet, but we just haven't given him a word in edgewise. Right. You know, we just need to just maybe pause for I a I think while. if people can remember that he is Abba Father hmm. and... You know, he, he loves you so much, and he wants he wants relationship. That's why he made us in the first place. He mm-hmm. wants relationship with us. Yeah. And prayer is just a, you know, you can use the word prayer. I just I just call it talking things over with God is, yeah. is the way I look at it. I mean, I'm just, some and sometimes just like with your own natural father or, or with your own, you know, like sometimes I can sit and talk to you guys, and I, I'll look at you, and I'll think, okay, they got that one. And then I'll walk away, well, I'm not so, not so much sure that they got that one. That's what a conversation with God is like, you know. Mm. I, sometimes you feel really close to God, and yeah. you feel like you're really, yeah, I, I'm getting that. I, I really understand that. I try to be faithful, and I do need to say this. I do try to be faithful to the prayer requests that come my way because I don't, I think it's it's sure. important. But I, 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 I sometimes I have to acknowledge I will I will kind of laundry list it, mm. and you know, because I, I, I get a lot of prayer requests, so I'll, I'll I'll bring those to God. But then I always I always want to just. I, it's like a child running in, you know, with all your needs and all your requests and saying, here they are, Dad. You know, yeah. take, take them. Yeah. I need this. I need, I, you know, I need that bike. I need this, whatever. Yeah. That's fine. And, and God wants us to do that. But what he yearns for us to do more is, is, is to be able to just run into his arms, jump into his lap. Yeah. You know, like Psalm 91 says, just go into the, 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 the sacred place. Of the moment. Just jump in there yeah. <laughs> and let's just, just be. Yeah. Let's just be. I, I I think one last story that I'll share before you kick me out of here is <laughs> is um, one thing I that that really has helped me a lot in my own devotional life and has helped me to understand how God wants me to pray and has helped me to um, to feel at peace about that and to feel comfortable with that is um, when when I'm out in 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 creation. I, I was up at um, Yosemite Falls. I, I go up there frequently because it's, I can get there in like six hours from here. Mm-hmm. And um, I was standing, and just recently, I had, I had gone up, and, and the, because of the recent rains up in, you know, that we've been experiencing here in California, mm-hmm. uh, the, the waterfalls were just, they were gorgeous. unlike we were anything. gorgeous. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, isn't that something? I was at the foot yeah. of Bridal Veil Falls, mm-hmm. 
in the past, when I was in Yosemite and going up to Bridalville Falls, you know, you could walk up, you know, quite, quite a ways because the water was, you know, it was pretty, pretty mild, actually. This last time when I was, when I was, was in there, it was so full and the yeah. water was coming down in such a powerful way and just cascading down and hitting the rocks. I was standing, you know, kind of down, down at, at the base of it all. And I was watching the powerful flow of the water going over the rocks you know, at, at Bridal Vale, and it was so powerful, it was, it, it was, I, I was surprised, really, that it wasn't overflowing. It was, I mean, it was that high. Mm. But the thing that riveted me was the beauty of that, the power of that, but I turned around and I started looking at all of the people that were right there, and I thought, and I, I remember saying this to God, this is what heaven has to look like, mm. you know, because I'm always looking for, for a visual, because I don't, I don't, by the <laughs> way, I don't receive visions and things like that. I haven't, uh, I, I don't get dreams. I haven't had, I haven't had that privilege yet. But I'm standing there, and I'm looking at all of these people, and I realized they were from every kind of nationality yep. you could think of. They mm. were young. They were old. They were, but the thing on their face that was the most amazing thing, and it was universal to everybody around me, and myself included, was this, ah, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, my, whoa, what is yeah. this? And the joy <laughs> that everybody was experiencing. And pe people were helping each other crawl over the rocks so they wouldn't fall down and get mm. killed, <laughs> you know, trying to take that selfie. Yeah. That, 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 <laughs> yeah. get, get, I have a <clears throat> selfie of this. Come, I'm watching all of this, and I'm thinking, this is what heaven has got to look like. It yeah. has to look like. Yeah. Those moments, you know, I can't. Can I tell you that God told me that? No, but I can tell you that that's what I was experiencing. Yeah. I was really experiencing that. And, and I thought, this is like, this is, this is a bunch of people standing around worshiping a God who makes something this amazing mm. and unifies people by bringing them together, all of us in the same place at the same moment in time, mm. looking at the same thing and recognizing the power of the God that made mm. that. Mm -hmm. And whether you were whatever nationality you were, whatever religion you were, it didn't matter. You were you still were, struck with the same sense of it awe. It was the same yeah. sense of awe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are the things that I look for. Mm -hmm. I, they feed me. That's my food. Mm -hmm. That's what feeds me. And if I don't get that, I, you'll see me around here a little bit negative, and I'm going, <laughs> I need to go out. <laughs> and if That's you see Carolyn walking down the halls, <laughs> she's not just... Stretching her legs. She's no. sniping. Yeah, she's sniping. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what warriors do? She's praying at you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Carolyn, Those are the things I want people to hear. Uh, yeah. Thank you for sharing all that. Uh, how about a book recommendation? You've got oh, something yeah. here, uh, just a, a simple one that people can mm -hmm. check out. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that as we wrap up? There are two two books. Well, you can't call the Worship Bible a book, but two, two very important books readings that, that have riveted me. Mm -hmm. the, the the first one really was the Worship Bible. Um, you can show that one to him. Can I show that? There it is. This is something that, that, that Pastor Buddy had his, has his hands on. And the reason why why it, is, it speaks to me so greatly is that you can go anywhere in this in, in here and it has prayers on the side and then it has commentaries. It's just, it's written you know, from somebody like Pastor Buddy who has such a devotional heart. I mean, it mm -hmm. is it is who Pastor Buddy is. Mm -hmm. um, and and he's put it here in this worship Bible. And so for me as a prayer person, um, I, 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 I've just kind of dog-eared this. I, when I'm dry, I'll go and just, you know, find something and I'll go, I'll go look this up. Now, I have, to, I have to say, for those of you listening to this, this thing is out of print. And we, there, there aren't a lot of them available, but the re, I'm still bringing it in here today because I believe just like I got it, 
you, you know, when know. I you when I was trying when it. I was yep. trying to get it. You can find it if you go on places like Amazon and and, and look for what is it used books, Jason, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, you they, can post they, copies. Yeah. yeah, used copies and things like that. They're out there. They're out there, and they're well worth they're well worth the search. But this this mm-hmm. was was really riveting to me, and it continues to be a real strong devotional tool. But the practical book that really really uh, you know riveted my own. Per- and we're here again. We're just talking about my, my personal devotional life. The, the the book that really did that was 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 Blackaby's book Experiencing God. Mm-hmm. That I've I've actually I've actually taught that here three or four times to staff. Uh, I I feel it's that it's that important. Yeah. And every time that I've I've taught it to staff, um, it's been different. It's been mm-hmm. a different experience all sure. the way along. But that <laughs> that one you can get at um, at any Christian bookstore. I'm sure you can go to Amazon or any of the other search engines that you guys mm-hmm. know about um but in but experiencing god by blackaby and and i would encourage you to get both both the book and the the workbook and then um blackaby also has has done a, a book on on missions because i will close my part of this just simply by saying that what god has done with my heart for prayer my my um my my the who i've become uh and the intentionality of god putting me here in the first place is really turning out to be what God is doing globally around the world today. And that, for me, has been what all of this growing and learning and, and listening to God speak and being a part of what God wants me to do. So the tools that, that I need to do, what I feel I'm being, being called to do now by reaching out globally and helping other churches around the world, mm-hmm. um, which is a passion of Pastor Rick's heart, as anybody knows, to... Um, to really be able to to sow maturity into these other churches, to give them the things that that um, the tools that he's been so blessed that Pastor Rick's been so blessed to receive himself over, over time, and it's taken me all of these years, all of these years, being here twenty two years, to really feel like I'm ready. I'm really ready. Finally, I think I am really ready to take this into the into the global. World and when you look at God's timing, and this is what I just kind of wanted to leave with you, you you look at God's timing in the world right now, and you see the need. I, I happen to to work for uh, our relief, uh, the the relief part of what we do here at Saddleback, and there's nothing more riveting than seeing these refugees and these these young people who have been displaced and they have no home to go to. They they don't have the blessing that we have of. Um, being able to even know that they've got a place where they can find shelter for the night, and, and it's true, it's it's around the world, and and it's getting it's getting darker and it's getting worse. But the beauty of it is when you touch that other side of God's heart, and you see how God feels about that, that takes your prayer life to a whole new. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm too, I'm I'm of a, of an age where I can't go as comfortably as I used to be able to go into places, but. My prayers can go ahead of me, mm-hmm. and my prayers can be very intentional, as, as you've mentioned, by the way, intentional two or three times today, and that is a really powerful word, I think, that and breakthrough mm-hmm. are two very powerful words mm-hmm. for where we're going. But that's that's a part of it. That's that's why I, I wanted to say that God took me from that, that, that young woman who walked in terrified of, of just about everything to this person that now, at this stage of her life... It, and I'm, I will admit I'm 77. <laughs> Today. Today, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken me to this point in my life where the next part of my life, mm. I believe, is going to be far greater. And, and I, I find it hard to, hard to believe, mm. given the blessing I've been given about being mm. here all of these years. But I do believe that's where it's going, that, mm. he's, that he's seeded something into me through prayer, through worship, 
through God's word, the combination of those things with plus the love that 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 he's sowed into me for his people and for the people that don't know him yet. Mm-hmm. And that if there's a better use of prayer, I I'm I'm sorry, I can't I can't think of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I really can't think of it. And so I I, I just feel that I didn't anticipate that that would be where I would be. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I was going to come in here because I thought, well, I, may, I might be able to do some good. I re- remember thinking that. I, I, I can mm-hmm. do some good. And I wanted to do some good. I've, I've always had a big heart for that. Um, but the journey that God has had me on is unlike anything I ever expected. But I will say that had I known what he was going to do, <laughs> I would have run <laughs> yeah. out the door. I would not. So, so if you're struggling... And I say this to those of you out there, if you're struggling and you don't get it, you don't understand it all, you're in a really good place. Mm-hmm. That's a really good place to be because those, those are the moments, you know, when, that's when you can reach out to people like, you know, like Doug and Jason. You can touch other people around you. you in community, you can do th- things far greater than you could being isolated like I was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just say... Prayer is so so many many things that it's it's really hard to even put it in, into words. So I would like to close with a prayer. Yes, we <laughs> love for you too. For all of those folks that are um, are out there listening, I I I hope and pray you're hearing today what it is that the Holy Spirit is trying to reach you about. Um, you may not understand it, and it may not make may even make a lot of sense, and that's that's actually good. But just know that from somebody, because I, I, the only the only thing I can give you is the testimony of my own life, because you can't refute that because it's my life, mm. and I can tell you what my life has been like as I've tried to share today. But I also believe, and I'm strong. I strongly feel that um, through with with prayer as a tool, and that's that's really all I did. It, that it, that it is, but with prayer as a tool, God can take you on a journey of a lifetime that you can't even begin to imagine. And if you are a part of Saddleback Church or any of the other you know global churches around the world, um, it's it's a true blessing because we we've been given so much, mm. we really have been given so much. And so because Pastor Rick has such a heart for giving back, um, there are so many tools on websites here, and the maturity team has some wonderful, wonderful tools that you can. Make it a priority is what I would say. Just yeah. just make it a priority in your life. You don't have to have to go jumping in to find the you know the end the end place. You don't you don't. For me, that never worked. I'm I'm hardly able to to look beyond tomorrow. But mm-hmm. um, just know how deeply God loves you. Know how much He wants to use you, and know that that the tools you know that you find in his word the tools that you find through prayer and the intimacy that you can have with with god himself in community with other people nothing can stop you and your life can be greater than you ever thought it could possibly be you can't even imagine that, that when i look at the next part of my life i just kind of smile and i go okay mm-hmm. at least at least i finally learned the lesson that nothing is impossible with god mm-hmm. so why don't we just go along and join him in what he's going to do and that's what i pray for you today mm-hmm. uh, and i pray that your families and um, those that, that 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 you're in community with and the people that god brings into your life um, i just i just pray that you remember some of the the things we've talked about today and that you you join with all of us with jason with with Doug and and the entire maturity team too, and 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 knowing that you're 
we deeply love you here, and we deeply do want you to experience everything that God has for you. And there is no, of course, I'm very prejudiced about this, but there's no greater place to be than, than Saddleback Church. The, the, the blessing of this church that comes down from the spiritual authority that God has given Pastor Rick is no joke. Mm-hmm. It's real. And it can become very real and very intimate for, your, for yourself. And I don't care how old you are or how young you are. I think that's the beauty of it because I, I get the privilege every day of working with people much younger than I am. And they have different focuses and they have different ideals and they come at things a lot differently. And I scratch my head a lot and I, I go, oh, catch me up. I don't even catch me up with what <laughs> these guys are doing. But the beauty is, the beauty is that God's the one that's up there knitting this amazing, you know, this amazing masterpiece of a quilt. It's the way I kind of, I kind of look at it. And he wants you to be a part of that. Because if you're listening to this, something drew you to this site today. Um, and it wasn't me. And it certainly wasn't Doug and Jason. <laughs> <laughs> we know. <laughs> so if I may, can Please I just pray, just pray us, us out. out of here? Yeah. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> What an amazing moment you have just blessed us with. Your presence is very strong in this place. We acknowledge and we recognize that you are the God who does what he says he does. and You are the God that truly loves in ways that we can't even begin to fathom. And that you are the God that is drawing each one of us every single day of our lives into a deeper place of intimacy, into a deeper place of wisdom, into a deeper place of revelation. And we get the privilege, we get the privilege of being able to call you our Father, to call you our God. We, we are those people that really can, like Psalm 91 says, we really can come into the secret place of the Most High and we can live there. I am so grateful for your word that has, has held us steadfast over all of the, the years of our lives that have gotten us to this point, because I know there are people out there that are listening to this prayer that are having far different experiences that, than I have had, or, or Jason, or Doug. They're, they're, they're just in different places, but that is, that is the beauty of what you are doing, Jesus. You are taking all of us coming from every different background, every different, um, every different age, every different uh, denomination, every different nation, and you're knitting us together in some kind of what, what, what I call in my prayer heart, what I call you know, the end time army march that I, I believe we're, we're engaged in. And I am just so amazed, and it's just such an awe and wonder moment that I'm having that we were able to sit here today, and for this, however long this time has been, to be able to express our hearts of devotion and love to our God, who has done so much for us, and who who never ceases, you never cease to amaze us, you never cease to to make us just stop and and just stare, as, as I did up at Bridal Veil Falls. You, you, you do these amazing things, and we get to be a part of it. And so I pray for everybody listening everybody and, and, and their families and people that they will influence, that, that today will be a day that will mark the time when they, when they said, you know, I, I want to go a little deeper. I just want to go a little deeper. Whatever, wh- wherever they are, Father, and I know that we're in a whole variety of places, but wherever they are, I know you're going to meet them at the area of their greatest need. And you're going to you're going to join with them, and you're going to help them because it is not about them. It is a, it is about what you are doing, and it is about your your almighty power and 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 the the wisdom and the revelation that you have to share with your people. 
you can take us on the journey of a lifetime. And I do believe that's what you want for your people and for, for your church. And so we surrender today. We just lay it all down, everything we've discussed here today. I pray that anything that that, that is said against anybody out there that would, would try to stop them from, from listening to this or from from hearing what it is that you have to say, that that you would do what you do so brilliantly as as you just rebuke that that uh, that attempt to to derail somebody. I, I believe that right now you are rebuking that in, in many, many people listening to this to this prayer and, and you are bringing them into a more fully committed and into a deeply peaceful place where they can reside with you and, and, and they can have the faith and the the hope and the joy that you are desiring to, to put into your people. We love you, Jesus. We understand you're doing mighty and miraculous things in this world, and we want to be a part of it. You know, we're just selfish enough and just greedy enough that we do want to be used. We truly do. That's part of our humanness. So knit us together with what your Holy Spirit is doing with us. Knit us together with what your Word is doing. Knit us together with other people in community together so that we can truly become that that church on the hill, which I know Saddleback is, and that we can truly become the influencers, both our church in general and, and, the, and the, the people that make up our church, the body of Christ, that we truly can be all that you want us to be. I am not going to settle in my lifetime for anything less than the, than the impossible. I will believe till the day of my death or until you come back, I will believe you for the for, for greatness. I will believe you for fullness. I will believe you for grace and for mercy. And I will believe you for the love that you tell us all throughout your word that, that is available to me and to us. And I thank you that you're going to today, I believe, you're going to you're going to make this a disembarking point for many, many people listening to this broadcast so that they too will come into a deeper place of faith and hope and joy, and that the fruit of the Spirit will become living and breathing in all of them. We thank you for this time. I, I just pray that you continue to bless Jason, and you continue to bless Doug and Rob and the rest of this team and Vicki, and that you just bring them all this great sense of your pleasure at what they are doing as they are doing their part to bring your message of hope to the world. We thank you in advance for the great victories that are coming, and we just all of us together, just shout out, we love you, Jesus. And it's in your precious and holy name that we do pray. Amen. 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 Carolyn, we cannot thank you enough. <laughs> Thanks for being here with us today. Thanks where's for the sharing Kleenex? Prayer with us. <laughs> <laughs> Jason? You can use Jason's shirt. I, I know. Yeah, where's the Kleenex? Leave. <laughs> <laughs> no. I actually put on eyeshadow today, so no. I... <laughs> Oh, well, thanks so much. We're definitely going to have you on in the future. So yes. mark your calendar for some unknown Anytime. date in the future. Yeah, I'm good with unknown dates. <laughs> thanks so much for watching or listening. We'll yeah. see you next week. God bless you. Bye-bye. If you're a podcast listener and you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. And if you're thinking, hey, listening's great, but is there a way I can watch these episodes? Yeah, there is. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for video versions of these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you're already watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows, your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week.